I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. There are three things that you must be perceived as in those first four seconds, right? And let me tell you exactly what they are. In the first four seconds, you, and you probably, all these straight lines, you know this stuff is basic, right? Number one, you must be perceived as being sharp as a tack. Number two, enthusiastic as hell. And number three, an expert in your field. Sharp as a tack, enthusiastic as hell, expert in your field. No matter how many times I tell this to you, I'll never stop telling it to you. Because this is the holy grail of influence. Because here's the deal. What these three things chunk up to in the prospect's mind is that you are a person worth listening to. You're a person worth listening to. In other words, they should take time out of their busy day, their busy life, because you're someone who's sharp enough you're meaning that you're on the ball, you're a problem solver. You're not gonna waste your time of theirs, you're sharp, right? Versus being a dullard, waste their time. Enthusiasm, it must be good. What you have must be good now. What I'm not talking about here is that bogus over the top, ah, my God, my pride on me, I don't mean that. It's not what I'm, I'm not talking about that type of enthusiasm. I'm talking about something very different. I'm talking about bottled enthusiasm, which is an entirely different thing. Bottled enthusiasm sits below the surface and it's like a seething volcano. You speak a certain way where they just know, wow, that guy's, he's really, he must really believe in what he has. It could be a whisper almost. When you speak with real enthusiasm, it's undeniable, it's palpable, and people get like, wow, what he has, what she has must be good. It hits them in the gut, meaning unconsciously they say, whatever this guy has, he must, it must be good. That's why he's so excited about it. Now you might say, well, Jordan, come on. That doesn't really work. Let me tell you something. It does. I'm not saying someone's going to buy from you just because you sound enthusiastic. It's not what I mean at all. What I'm saying is that enthusiasm opens up the possibility because they want to listen. And most of all, you're an expert in your field, meaning you're a figure of authority. You're, you're someone that can get the job done. We have been conditioned since we're yay big, okay, to seek out experts to resolve our problems, take care of our pain, and help us get things done. When Scarlett Johansson wants to get her hair cut or hair styled for the Oscars, who is she going to go to? Someone who just graduated from beauty school? Seriously, right? Or the person that's been styling hair in Hollywood for the last 20 years, making celebrities look Fabulous. Who is she going to seek out? The expert. When Roger Federer was having his slump in 2015, who did he seek out? Did he go to a local country club tennis pro? Or did he go to Stefan Edberg, a former number one player himself, who'd been there, done it at the highest level, who knew how to talk to someone like Roger? And what happened? Roger went on to win another three or four majors, and he's still playing today, number two or three in the world. As an animal, he's a fucking legend, right? And by the way, Roger Slump is like everyone else's best day. But the point is, is that who would he seek out? We all seek out experts. We've been conditioned since we yay big to seek those people out to help us solve our problems, cure our pains, right? Start with our parents taking us to the doctor and so forth. Those were experts when we were young. We're like, wow, the doctor, he's been through schooling. He had a diploma, he had a license, all this sort of stuff, his stethoscope. 
we felt better just by laying eyes on the guy, right? Let's get now practical about this, all right? This is about practical knowledge here. In those first four seconds, you are being judged. They are ripping you apart, compartmentalizing each piece, judging them, and putting them together based on how you're perceived. If you are perceived the right way, meaning sharp as a tack, enthusiastic as an expert in your field, if you are perceived the right way, you set yourself up for massive greatness. If you're perceived the wrong way, good luck trying to close the sale. See, what happens is when your prospect perceives you that way, sharp, on the bull, expert, right? They defer to you. They allow you to take control of the conversation. You take control because the prospect allows you to take it. You can't take control by force. You take control by force of will because your prospect says, you know, this is a person worth listening to. And they defer to you because we've been conditioned to defer to experts since we were yay big. You get it? So that is an undeniable truth. It's been studied at the, by Harvard University did a study on this recently, right? Where they said, you know, they said it's seven seconds, but, when they, but they, well, I don't know, it's five or seven. I, I beat them by 30 years to the punch. I said this in 2008, but the point, I was in 1998. Wait, no, 1988. Holy fuck am I old? 1988, good Lord. Ah, I'm old, right? Anyway, I came up with this in 1988 when I was still a baby, right? The point is, is that Harvard 30 or 27 years later came out with the same story, but they said it's seven seconds. It doesn't matter. Either way, you're screwed. If you make the wrong first impression, according to Harvard, it takes seven subsequent meetings for someone to perceive you a different way. Seven. You know, I don't know about you, but honestly, I don't get seven chances. I got one. So I better be make that first impression the exact right way.